Hey, Takeover Church, it's Pastor Matt McClure here, and thank you so much for checking out today's message. We pray it blesses you, we pray it encourages you, we pray it sets you up for a huge win this week. And before you go, make sure you subscribe below, make sure you're liking the channel, make sure you're sharing this with your friends to get the word out, not only about church, but all the incredible life-changing things that God is doing here at Takeover Church. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your week. So much more so than mine could ever be. Um, 
throughout this whole service, God, we pray that you would just be honored and glorified uh, to the highest through everything that is said today. Uh, thank you for this gathering of, of, of faith-filled people. We pray that you just bless us all. In Jesus' name, a faithful church said? Yeah, amen. Awesome. Okay, so who here has ever been um, TPing? Like toilet papering. Anybody? Uh, I knew that we had some sinners in here. It's okay. We'll rip that after service. It's fine. It's okay. You've never been TPing? That surprises me. Uh, you are kind of square. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she was TP. Yeah, she was TP. You were the one that got TP'd a lot. You were the target. I was one target. One target. I can see that. Uh, anyways. TPA, back in the day, um, I used to love going TPA. Okay, we used to go to toilet paper a lot. Uh, back when I was in high school, back when, well, yeah, but back when I was in high school, I wasn't paying for all the TV, so I didn't really care. That was it was funded by uh, my awesome Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in a small town, not a whole lot to do, and like in the summer times, you're just hang, hanging out with, with all your boys and you know, playing video games, staying up all night, like, you know, what guys do in high school, and we kind of get bored, so we would eventually just want something to do, so we sneak around and go TV somebody in the middle of the night, yeah. and it was, it was always, it was always really fun, you know, you get up, like, the, the, the pre-op, you know, getting ready for the mission, you get all, like, your dark clothes on, your, like, black beanie, you get all camoed out, you have your big bag of toilet paper, everybody's just hyped, okay, everybody's, like, real pumped for it, and, then you like sneak out, you're like sneaking around, trying to like stay out of the street lights and you know the, the, the uh, cars are passing by, all the headlights are just trying to stay hidden as you're going through, right? Um, so you, you, we're going through and do it once, do it twice, you know, a few different times, start going out and you know then it starts getting like we start getting pretty good at it, we start getting pretty good at sneaking around and, and like not being caught and all that kind of stuff and um, so that gets kind of normal, okay? It's kind of a little um, boring a little oh, bit. So you have to add something to it, okay? So you, instead of just throwing toilet paper in somebody's trees, then you start doing stuff like, you, know, you take some bunch of boxes of plastic forks, and you just like stick them all in somebody's yard. Oh, yeah. like, hundreds of forks in somebody's yard, like they wake up in the morning, have fun cleaning that up, that's not fun. So you do something like that, or, um, you know, you put like peanut butter under somebody's handle of their car door, so oh, they go to like open their car, they stick their hand in peanut butter, or like saran wrap somebody's car, put all the yeah, way around, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, all in good fun, you know, the, the basics of a pretty good raid. So, we started doing that, and you know, even that stuff after a while, eventually, it's just like, you know, we need to find something like, ooh, we need to find something that is going to like, really make this like a memorable thing. So somebody suggested, um, you know, that we make a, a works bomb. So if you don't know, it's not a real bomb, okay? But if you don't know what a works bomb is, I will kind of break it down. I'm not going to tell you exactly how to make it because that would be irresponsible. Right. But I will tell you the basics, okay? So you take a an empty bottle, um, whatever like soda you've been drinking that day, whatever flavor you fancy. Take that empty bottle and you're going to put in. Uh, a couple elements that, when they are with each other, they have a chemical reaction, okay? Then you're going to screw the lid back on, shake it up real quick, throw it as far as you can, 
and then run the other way and wait for the, the loud bang that happens because it, it expands the bottle and makes it explode. Okay. So, like I said, not really a, a bomb, um, more of a cool science experiment with a loud bang. That's cool. So we're all in for it. We're, we thought it was awesome. Um, yeah, don't listen to anything I'm saying here, okay? It's no big deal. But anyway, so we, would, we started adding this in, like we would go toilet paper somebody and, and get it all set up perfect, and then we would throw a couple of these worst bombs and just like wait for the loud bang, you know, try to wake them up maybe, let them know they're being messed with as we're all like running away, getting out of there, hauling down the street, okay? So, you know, that was, that was pretty fun. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not condoning that behavior, okay? I'm not saying it was good because, you know, obviously, it's somebody can get doing that. It's not very smart, okay? So why not tell me exactly how to make it? But, at the time, that was what we were doing, and it was, it was fun for dumb high school kids. Um, and we, so what we had been doing is we had been kind of, we were, we were sophomores at the time, so it was just a group of us sophomores, and we had been kind of targeting all like the, the ladies in our class, like all the girls, we had been um, just kind of one by one, anybody that lived close to us, we'd kind of go TP, and a few nights later we go TP, another one is kind of going down the line. And this this one night there was a, a girl in our class who, she had to have a young guy, so she had to get got. So we were gonna go, we were gonna go TP her house, and us all being geniuses, didn't really think about the fact that she had an older brother who was a senior, and unbeknownst to us, he had a bunch of friends over that night, um, staying the night at their house. So we're in the middle of kind of doing our thing out there, and all of a sudden, we just hear a bunch of commotion, loud and yelling, which is never a good sign when you're out TPing somebody, sure. because that means that somebody is on to you. Sure. And so we all scatter. Everybody takes off running, okay? And I was, I was so terrified at that point. And I'm not ever going to claim that I was ever like the the fastest dude on any of like my football or basketball teams or anything like that growing up. I was never the fastest guy. But that night, I bet you I could have beat anybody. I felt like you sank both running down the street because I had so much adrenaline pumping through my body that I was just falling. Like I was going so fast. And I ran for a few blocks, probably, probably more than that. And until I got to the point where I was like, you know, there's there's no way that anybody is, is like still following me. Like I just ran for so so far, so fast, I'm fine. So I duck off into some bushes and I'm just kind of like sitting there, trying to calm my breathing, trying to stay as still as possible, hoping that nobody like was following me. And then a few seconds later, I hear some footsteps that like kind of come past and then double back and then like stop right in front of me. And I just hear a voice there and he says, he's like, you better come out right now or I'm gonna come in there and get you. So, I really didn't want to find out what was going to happen if he came in there and got me. So I was like, okay, like I surrender, I'm coming out, walked out, and um, I got escorted back to the house. He, told, he walked me all the way back to uh, the girl's house that, that we were toilet papering. And this house that we just messed up, I got to undo the mess. I got to start cleaning all the stuff up that, that we just did. And uh, also, what I didn't realize at the time is that they had actually called the police on us. Oh, so the police show up and I I got to take a ride in the car with the lights on the top back down to the police station. Oh, and I got to wait there until my dad came and picked me up at like three in the morning. Oh, 
so he wasn't very happy. Happy Father's Day. Um, but yeah, he wasn't very happy about that. And that's a really bad ending to the story. So that's how it, that's how it ended. That was, that was it. Um, but I tell you that I tell you that story first of all because I think it's really funny. I think it's hilarious how stupid I was and the dumb stuff that we did. Um, but I also tell you that story because I think that it, it parallels very well. Thanks. That's my daughter. Um, but I also tell you that story because. I think it parallels very well to um, our everyday lives and the way that we deal with sin, okay? Uh, I think that it's, it's even more relevant right now, kind of coming out of this season of quarantine and, and isolation and stay-at-home order, social distancing, all that kind of stuff. Um, I almost titled this message, Quarantine Shadows, because it's, it's in times like these where we're feeling like isolated and and alone and separated from one another, that we can really allow those shadows to, to really creep in on us. Um, and, you know, that sin can can really hide in those shadows and it can start to take root. And, and you know, it's that sin can start as something very small, like, like an idea that, that you just give a little too much attention to. Like, you entertain that a little bit too long, something that you might never entertain in the light, something that you might ne- never entertain when you were in community. Um, you know, a, a few, when was that? That was, that was a year ago, almost a year ago, more than a year ago probably, when Matt did a series on, uh, it was titled Entertainer, and um, he spoke about our lives and the, the things that we entertain, the thoughts that we entertain. You know, we simply let those thoughts hang around in our minds too long and we give them life. Um, and and that, that really hit me because like in, in this season especially, you know, maybe you're in, you're in this quarantine season, you're, you've been in isolation and you're entertaining things that you would never entertain otherwise. Yeah. You know, you, you would, you're entertaining thoughts of, of pornography and stuff like that that you would never entertain in the life. You know, you're entertaining thoughts of lying to your spouse that you would never entertain otherwise. You know, you're, maybe you're, you're, and you entertain thoughts of, you know, these, I'm just going to fudge these numbers on this spreadsheet here because I'm working from home and it's no big deal. My, my boss isn't going to know this to make me look a little bit better here. I'm just going to mess with these numbers and... No big deal. I'm, I'm working from home. Nobody's gonna know. It's it's gonna be fine. Sure, you know. Sure. And that's today. That's that's this kind of stuff that I'm gonna call like living in the shadows. Okay. That that's the type of, of behavior that that's I'm referring to here. Um, but it's just like when we were out TV. You know, nobody else was around. Nobody is is out there seeing the, the stuff that, that we're doing. So we start doing stuff that that is is even dumber and dumber. We start going down that path. Um, you know, it started out something small and innocent, and, and then we start adding things to it. We start kind of building on that. Um, and, and, and that grew and grew until I ended up in a spot that I never really intended to be in, simply from starting out going TV, you know? And, you know, that's exactly where our sin can lead us when we allow it to just remain in the shadows. You know, when sin is allowed to remain in darkness, that is where it's going to grow. That's where it's going to be fed and grow and just get bigger and bigger. Um, and and, and as, it, as it grows, it's going to lead you to those places that you never intended to go. And it's always going to cost you more than you wanted to pay. And then that's, that's always what it's going to do. So, with that being said, how do we... As followers of Jesus, as Christians, defend ourselves against those shadows that are creeping in, the sin that is lying in those shadows. How do we defend ourselves against that? Well, we defend ourselves 
the same way that we would defend ourselves against any type of darkness in this world, we, we battle that with light. Yeah. Okay? So in, in John 8, 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the, the light of life. You see, as Christians, we always have the advantage because we, we have the light of the world on our side. He is on our side. And when we experience those moments of darkness, why would we why would we handle that the same way that the rest of the world handles that? Right. Now, why would we handle that and, and respond out of fear in those situations? Why are we doing that? And, and I can admit, like, there, there are more times than I care to, to talk about that that I respond out of fear in certain situations because there are a lot of, of scary things that that are lying in those shadows. A lot of scary things happen to us in our, in our day-to-day lives. Um, but, you know, it's it's something that we, we cannot forget is that we have that light on our side. We have that light that it can't be hidden, it can't be extinguished, it's always there. No matter how big those shadows that are looming over us seem like they, they are, like if, even if they're growing, 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 we have that light that will that will reverse that, that will turn that around, that will illuminate that. We speak Jesus' name in those dark moments in our lives, and, and, and it, that darkness has to flee. Yes, yes, yes. That darkness has to flee. As soon as we speak his word over a situation in our lives, that darkness must flee. It's got to go. Yes. That's, that's the exact way that light and darkness work. That's how they, they interact together. Yes. There is a dark room as soon as that light is present, as soon as that light switch is flipped on. There is no darkness. Everything is illuminated. It's, it's got to go. Yes. There, darkness cannot stand where there is light. Yes. Yes. So if we look back at Ephesians 5, verse 13, it says, But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. I'm going to read that one more time in case you missed it, okay? People yes. in the back, listen up. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Anything the Lord's name is spoken over, therefore becomes light. It doesn't matter what situation it is. Anything the Lord's name is spoken over becomes light. And and that is the power that we possess inside of us when, when we have the Holy Spirit, when we allow the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives. Okay, but... But right there, it, that's the key. We must allow the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives. Okay, um, and, and that's so. That statement that applies two things. You know, so number one, okay, we have to be willing to listen to the Lord and allow Him to speak to us. Okay, allow Him to speak into our lives. And number two, you know, when we hear the Holy Spirit, we hear what He is saying to us. You know, we we have to be active. We must take action in those moments, okay? Um, and I know for me, like, that's that's the hardest part a lot of times is I'll hear what he's saying. I'll hear what I'm supposed to do. But it's just, it's, it's moving forward. It's doing something. It's doing anything in that process that is the hardest thing sometimes. It's just getting moving. Yeah. But it's hard. Because, you know, as scary as those shadows are at first, you know, once you're, once you're in the shadows, once you're consistently living in that space, it becomes very, very comfortable yeah. to stay there. Yeah. And it just gets easier and easier and easier. And the easier that it gets, um, you know, the, the harder it is to take that first step out of that dark space. It, it gets just harder and harder every time you feed into that, you stay sitting there, it gets harder to step out of that. Yeah. And, 
I just, I'm, again, with my story, I'm going to compare it. It's just like when we were running around the streets of Seaman with the boys. You know, we're, we're out there, and every time you go off toilet paper, and every time you're sneaking around, it gets easier and easier. Every single time, you know, you feel a little more confident every time. The first time you're out there, a little hesitant, a little nervous, you know, kind of scared. After you do it a few times, you're more confident. It builds. It becomes normal. You, you make you, you make up uh, reasons in your head to justify why it's okay to be doing the things that you're doing. Um, you know, it's, it, it's the same as in our lives here. The, the more that you message that person that isn't your spouse, the easier it becomes to do that. The more you can justify that. You know, the the, the more that uh, that you, you give into that spirit of anger and resentment, the easier that becomes to live in that place of being angry and resentful all the time. It becomes easier. And, you know, the first time that, that you, you maybe tell a joke to, to some of your friends about the your, your, your black neighbor or your Hispanic neighbor, you know, it's you maybe you feel a little bad at first, but everybody laughs, so it gets easier every time. It gets easier every time to feed into that, and for that to be a normal thing that happens. It just becomes normal. And, yeah, I, Matt hit on earlier, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna talk about racism here. It's, it's such a, a it's such a, a, an ongoing thing right now. There's so much going on in, in our world, in our country right now, in the realm of, of race and, and hatred. Um, so, I mean, before I say anything else, I need to, I need to say that that black lives matter, okay? And I'm not saying that as a, a political statement or a, the name of an organization. I'm saying it as, as just a straight up fact and truth. Yeah. That people of color matter, okay? And you know, this is where I might start getting emotional because I'm just, I get, I get upset about it. Um, but their lives have value, yes. their lives have worth, and in, above everything else, their lives have been bought with the same blood of Jesus that my white life was bought with. Okay, it's, his blood covers everyone. The exact same. And, and as of right now, there are, there are people of color in our country who are, are crying out. And we as the church, we need to be listening and we need to be responding accordingly. Okay? Um, I understand that, that I'm a white new and I can never fully comprehend what that's like for the things that they're going through, the, the issues that they're facing. I can totally say that with confidence. I will never fully understand that. And that's that's okay that I'll never understand that. But I need to be striving to, to at least try to understand that point of view. Okay? Um, because one thing that, that really struck me as I was preparing this message is... You know, that, that whole situation I was in as a, as, as a young kid, as a, in between a kid and an adult, as a teenager, um, you know, when I was running and, and, and I was hiding in the bushes and, and all that was going on, you know, I was, I was scared of what, what my friend's brother and, and, her, and, and all his friends would do if they caught me. You know, I was scared of that. I was scared of what my dad was gonna do to me. I was scared of the, the consequences that I would face when he had to come pick me up. I was scared of that. But never once in that whole process did the thought go through my mind that, you know, I might end up in jail because of this. You know, I might lose my life because I'm out here running around in dark clothing at night. 
And I just have this feeling that if my skin was a different color, that those thoughts would have been very, very prevalent in my mind, and that that, that would have been a real possibility. And that just, it, it tears me up. It, it makes me very upset because I, I think of how free I was able to live in that moment and run around without a care in the world, where there are people who can't, they can't do that. Because there's that, that very real possibility that there will be a bad ending to that situation. And, you know, as as a pastor here, I take over, like, I'm going to acknowledge this stuff, but we're not going to skirt around the conversation of racism because racism is a sin and it is straight from hell. It always is from hell. And going along the, the line that I've been going here is it's it's a sin that it, it hides in the shadows, and it is so good at hiding in the shadows. It's so good at blending in, you know, to the point where... Um, you know, we can we can become so comfortable with with misconceptions and bias and, and prejudice that we have that we don't even realize that they have sunk into our subconscious yeah. and they're just living there always. It's affecting everything we do, how we how we operate on a daily basis, how we treat people, how we think about people. It, it, it goes so unnoticed, wow. and that's so that's why right now I just feel like you know we really need to take a look into into our own lives here. Okay, we need to start to, to shine some light into these shadows so they become visible. I'm going to go back to, to verse 13. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Again, our defense in, against this type of sin is the light of Jesus. Yeah. Now, when, when we really start to surrender uh, these things to Jesus, then we can really start to experience true freedom in that. Yeah. And, and you know what? When we do that, then the, the people that are being marginalized in our communities, they see that. They will be able to visibly see that we are that we stand alongside them. Yeah. You know, that, that we support them, that we actually care about their their lives and what they're going through. They'll be able to see that. So that's something that we must do as as individuals and as a community here as a church. Um, because that's that's what Jesus has, has called us to do as believers in general. Just yeah. to, to love all people right. and show them that we love them. That's, right. that's that's the bottom line. Um, the the worship team, you guys can probably start to make your way back up here. I'm keeping it kind of short and sweet today. Um, but if we take an, an, another look at Ephesians, um, and when we accept Jesus as our Savior and allow Him to have control, then it says we become the light of Jesus. Yeah. We become that light. Yeah. So if we start in verse eight, it says, "For at one time you were darkness." But now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. So, if we're going to call ourselves Christians, if we're going to call ourselves followers of Jesus... And that means that we are now the light of Jesus. Yeah. And we need to walk as though we are the light of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Now, light shines to the people around it. Yes. We need to be that visible light to people. Yeah. We need to walk as though we are the light of the Lord. Yeah. Okay? We need to be that example of, of light in, in, a, in a dark and broken world that shines for everybody to see. Okay? And that needs to be done in every single situation 
not just in the situations that are comfortable for us. Right. We need to be the light in, in these hard times where there, there's hot button issues that are going on, but people's lives are at stake. It's not a comfortable position to take, but we still need to be that light in that uncomfortable position. As it says, walk as children of the light. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Guys, this, this is the tipping point right here, okay? So it's easy to focus on kind of the first part of that, that piece of scripture. And, you know, we because we can we can discern what is pleasing to the Lord. You know, we can we read our Bible, we just we discern that, we figure out what is pleasing to the Lord. Yeah. You know, we can even we can commit to to not taking part in, in the unfruitful works of darkness. We can commit to that. Yeah. But how often are we exposing that underlying sin that is in our lives and shedding light on it? Yeah. How often are we really doing that? We're looking inside to see what that underlying sin is and how, how that's being hidden there. Yeah. See, last week, Matthew said, we cannot rest on our laurels. That was part of just one little snippet of a great message, but he said we cannot rest on our laurels. And I 100% agree with that. Okay? As the church of Jesus, as, as a whole, as the church, capital C, the church, not just take over, the church at large, it's, it's not acceptable anymore for us to just pat ourselves on the back for all the good that the, the church has done in the past while ignoring these, these big issues that are here today and kind of skirting around those. We can't do that at all. You know, as a church, we need to be leading the charge in this fight to bring that sin into the light and kill it. We need to be at the forefront of that. You know, we, can't, we can't go based on what the world is saying. We need to be in the front leading the charge on this fight against racism, on the fight against um, any type of sin that you feel is rooted in your life. You need to be on the forefront of that. You need to be leading the charge. And the, the very last part of Scripture, uh, verse 14 says, For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I'm going to read that one more time. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Guys, that is a call to action, plain and simple. It's a call to action to wake up. And we cannot be sleeping while these shadows are just creeping in all around us. But there is sin that is just sitting there hiding that we are just ignoring in our lives. We have to wake up to that. We can't just be sleeping. And, you know, the absolute last thing that I want anybody to take from this message is, is a message of, like, I need to strive to be better. I need to do more. That's not at all what I'm saying. That's not what I want you to hear at all, okay? But what I want us to do as a church is simply that the, to, to look inward, that we look inside ourselves as individuals here, okay? That we would we would see those areas that that we, we have allowed to remain shadowed, the sin that we have allowed to remain in that shadowed area, and you know that, that we would just pinpoint these so they can be exposed, that they can have light shine upon them, so they can we can see what is actually lying in our soul there, okay? We did bring those from the darkness into the light. And that is that right there, that's where the true healing is going to come from in, in our country, in our, our world, in between us as individuals. That's where the true healing is going to come from. And we look inside and we really see what is, what's hiding in there. What can we give over to the Lord and, and just give, give Him control of all of that? You know, when, when we allow Jesus into those dark spaces to light them up, that's when the true healing is going to happen.
And, you know, I, I find it kind of fitting being Father's Day that the good news of Jesus is it doesn't matter if you if you have some of those 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 prejudices or those bias that are that are still in those in those shadow areas in your heart. If you're looking to shine light on those and repent from those, that's the good news of Jesus. That he when he when he saves when he calls you his son or his daughter, he's gonna come pick you up. Three in the morning in a bad situation doesn't matter. He's gonna come pick you up. It doesn't matter what situation you found yourself in. He's going to come pick you up. He's going to pull you out of that. You repent from that sin, and He comes for you. That is the good news of Jesus, ultimately. That, that is what all this leads back to. Is It's not just trying to root out sin for the sake of rooting out sin and, and making us feel better about ourselves. It's because we are striving to be more and more like Jesus every day. That's the good news of Jesus, is that He's going to come no matter what situation you find yourself in. So, you know, as we go back into this moment of worship here uh, to end our service, you know, my, my challenge is just that you can just look inside. Just look inside your soul. Take this moment to just do some real deep self-examining, okay? And, you know, it's not about feeling guilt or shame about any of that, as I said before. It's not about that. It's just doing some self-examination, figuring out what is in here that might need to be rooted out, that might need to be given back over to Jesus so that that healing can take place. Okay, that's, that's what it's all about, is the healing that can take place. And if you feel like you need to pray with somebody, Zach is going to be in the back. You know, if you need to have a conversation about all that stuff, he's more than willing to pray over you and just walk you through that. Yeah. One of the best people I know to, to have that conversation yeah. with. So as we go into this last moment, just, just take this time to, to surrender those things over to Jesus and just allow him to come back in and pick you up out of that situation. All right? Worship, if you guys can, you go for it.